Hello, and welcome to episode 168 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of DC Comics' Batman Three Jokers, uh, released under DC Comics' Black Label in 2020. Your creative team is Jeff Johns, writer, Jason Fabok on art, Brad Anderson on colors, and Rob Lee on letters. This is your spoiler alert for all three issues of Three Jokers and the related Killing Joke and the DC Rebirth one-shot um, that rebranded the DC Universe under the Rebirth title. Uh, and this uh, is... Death in the Family and, yeah, like Under the Red Hood and, yeah. like Yeah, so there's uh, so mild DC overall spoilers for a lot of uh, books. We, uh, I think what we'll try to do is, like, if we're going into some spoiler territory that we didn't think about or we didn't address here, what we'll do is just go spoilers coming up to the, to the best of our ability. But uh, yeah. this is Matt and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. So um, Noah, why don't you lead us off with your initial thoughts of Batman Three Jokers and then we'll take a deep dive into the three issues and all the related uh, storylines that we're going to cover. Uh, I genuinely liked it. I don't think it's anything I would write home about. Uh, I, maybe I would write home about it, mainly just because of... Uh, I think the second act is really good um, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but I feel like the third act kind of lets it down partially because it sort of follows the trend of what Jeff Johns has been doing with these sort of mini series where it's like, he builds up so much in the first two acts of these larger stories. And then when it gets to the third act, it feels dissatisfying basically because there's some action, but a lot of it's just talking and explaining why things are the way that they are and then trying to set up, you know, further stories or something like that, that may never be picked up. So um, I, I kind of, it reminded me a lot of how I felt about uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth too. Like, mm -hmm. so it's, that's two black series in two um, black label series in a row where it's like first two act, like first act's good. Second act is amazing. Like how like it ends. And then the third act is just so lackluster because I don't know what it is about comic writers these days they feel like they have to explain the themes of their books in the third act. And it's like, we could pick it up if you let us, you know, but that's just, that's, that's my main problem. I probably won't get into that too much. It's just sort of a general complaint I have for miniseries in general, but it's not like, I don't think it's a bad book at all. Like I said, I think it's worth it mainly just for the artwork and sort of where the story takes it itself. Um, throughout the whole thing and i think it raises some cool questions about batman so what about you what do you, what do you think yeah um i we don't have a lot of conflict on this uh on this podcast we because we seem to tend to agree about everything i uh, i sort of echo your sentiments there uh you know it's a batman story it's you know it's a it's a warm blanket to to get under and, and yeah. to just sort of enjoy that but i felt let down um towards the end of issue three and the way they handled sort of the thing that we were promised, we didn't get. Yeah. And the explanation that Batman and John sort of threw the mouth of Batman makes sense the way he does it. But a lot of times, you know, as a reader of these comics, sort of looking at it from this um, omniscient point of view, we're able to know things that like the characters don't know. And, you know, we, I guess I should address what I'm saying is, is that we were promised that we were going to know the name of the Joker and we, we, and we didn't get that here. And like, we could have got that information 
and Batman could have kept it to himself and not shared it with the rest of the Bat family and had that same sort of um, sort of reasoning for not telling the Bat family or the reason why it wasn't a big issue, but us as the reader sort of looking at it at, at this godlike um, following the story, um, we could have known that. And I was just a little disappointed that we didn't get that because it's sort of like promising us a, a bill of goods and not getting it. Um, but at the same time, I can understand sort of Batman. And as I said, John's is sort of reasoning for why it wasn't important at the end. Yeah, and we'll get into it as we go. But I think that uh, sort of actually since like the Joker movie last year, I've sort of been rethinking like there have been a lot of criticisms about the character and sort of how pop culture at large hold him dear and things like that. You know, so there's a you know, there's a large group of people out there who sort of lobby the criticism that Joker isn't like shouldn't be taken as seriously as he is, you know, because of, you know, a lot of reasons. Um, and maybe should just be folded into sort of like, you know, a typical supervillain. But then there's this other side, you know, that believes that he's sort of this like archetypal, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, like deity, you know, where it's like, this is the character whose legacy we need to preserve at all costs, which means, you know, we don't say his name. We don't change anything outside of uh you know inside of continuity that will be hard to undo later down the road um even though they've done that with plenty of characters uh yeah it's uh it's a book that i was hoping especially it being black label it would take more risks and again we'll get into that but um it does play it very safe like you said i i just to, to echo you now it is a safe blanket of a book yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, issue one. Um, obviously, this being a three-issue series, one is a, a lot of setting up of of the stakes and the story. Um, you know, we sort of jump into sort of a lot of silent. Uh, uh, you know, not a lot of dialogue in these first couple of pages. It's just sort of uh, recapping a lot of things and setting the tone, um, and of course what would a Batman book be without a, uh, a trip down crime alley um, and uh, Martha and uh, Thomas uh, getting shot again. So we, we get that. Um, but then we flip to, to Barbara and uh, Jason. And I guess, you know, th they're discovering that there's, um, you know, a couple of, couple of jokers here. Um, I don't know if at this point they know that there's three, um but they should i guess they should know that there's three um because wasn't batman sort of in the mobius chair at one point and he sat down and he asked the he asked the uh the mobius chair what uh the joker's name was and they told him that there was three of them so like um but that's nitpicky and stuff like that but what how do you how do you feel about how this started off I really liked it. And I think one of the things I really love about this book is the tone. And I like how the first page is sort of that silent nine panels. And then you have that limited dialogue of Alfred stitching up Batman and you see all the scars and the sort of injuries from the rogues gallery and like the, the, the flashbacks to like the uh, each villain and the scar that they, they gave him. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably, that's probably my favorite part of this book. Maybe my favorite part of the series. Um, I really like, uh, so 
when I first I rolled my eyes when first when they they did they they recapped with the trip down crime alley, but uh, this book is all about sort of Joe Chill is a big part of this book, so it would make sense to sort of introduce him at the beginning to show okay this is a key player in this story, and they bring him up later in the book as well. Yeah, uh, as to the giving him context uh, in the story. Um, I like the emotion with Barbara Gordon. I like how her and Jason have a lot of uh, like they, they do a good job of showing uh, sort of Batman's numbness and then Barbara and Jason's sort of like their uh, I guess uh, um, like they're sort of like cauterized, you know, like uh, their pain with anger, like they're just uh, like they're, they're just like, you know, they're just caustic, like very like toxic, angry people. Um, Barbara seems to be coping with it better, but she's still like doing like, you know, reckless things. And, uh, both of them have really great flashback scenes through, of course, killing joke and then, uh, death in the family, which is really great. And the action scene with, uh, Jason, uh, beating off the Joker's goons is really cool. And that's another thing I really love about this book is the action sequences. They're really well drawn by Fabok. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, moving on with the story. Yeah, I think it was interesting that, uh, and it's, you know, it's obviously, um, you know, great writing, but it's it's pretty obvious that the three characters that have been affected by the Joker the most are Jason Todd, killed, Barbara Gordon, had her back broken, and Batman, just sort of the continuous struggle with with the Joker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it makes those three have, um, you know, great stories and, um, you know, a lot of stakes and a lot of, uh, um, you know, feelings and, and, and regrets and, and stuff like that um, to, to be the focus of the, the Bat family here, um, taking on the Joker. And that, that's a great thing about John's writing. He knows how to write these characters, whether or not he pushes them to a good pl- to a different place or lets them grow is another thing. Uh, but he does know how to write these characters so that you he knows the motivations behind everything that they do. So nothing they do in this book seems out of character for them at all. And I think, and that's another great thing about this book. And I think also versus sort of like, you know, a lot of other books that we've reviewed where it seems like, you know, whether the writer doesn't know what to do with the characters, you know, like Mm -hmm. he just sort of wants to push them in a different place and doesn't necessarily give them a motivation for it. Johns doesn't do that. Um, like he he understands the motivations of these characters very well and then lets Fabok show it rather than just tell it in this first issue which is really great too yeah I think a little bit of that uh, show don't tell um, slips up a little bit in in two Um, but let's 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 finish off uh, issue one here I guess the the big thing here on the way that this ends is is that uh Jason Todd is uh, the Red Hood is willing to, um, you know, take those measures that Batman won't take, and he he shoots one of the uh, the three Jokers here. That was a great uh, page turn, and it breaks in the and just to do a little bit of page breakdown. There's a nine panel grid leading up to Jason Todd taking the shot, and then you turn the page, and it's a uh, the top panel, which is like the first third of the book, is just a close up on Joker's brains getting blown out. And it breaks the panel border. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was a great. That was a great page turn. Yeah, and that panel is a lot brighter than, yeah. than most of the others. So again, it's sort of we, you know, we're we're it's Batman, it's the Joker, it's you know the Bat family. It's a lot of like 
sneaking around in the shadows. Um, but this is this that was probably the brightest page. So like the coloring, the breaking of the panel, um, really, um, really uh, brings that to to light. Um, I, I I wonder if they weren't trying to jam so much story into three issues if that would have been a full page splash yeah yeah i wonder about that I, even if it wasn't though i think it's done really well just so also on the same page you can see the reactions of barbara and jason mm -hmm. and see just sort of like a slow motion joker falling to the ground uh i do like how personal this book is and i think maybe a splash page may have not undone a lot of sort of the how personal this book feels like how close and character driven this is um and that sort of gets into sort of like the alan moore comparisons right you know where like this book is trying to sort of follow in the footsteps of something like killing joke which is a very claustrophobic you know single camera like close-up of these like study of these characters so um I, I think it's i think it, it fits like i don't think i felt like i was like oh, i wish that was a splash page or anything like that personally yeah. So um, I, I I just opened up issue two and um, I'm, I'm looking at the first couple of pages. And I think what's interesting here is, is that if you look at it in comparison to um, the way issue one started off, it was sort of Batman returning back to Wayne Manor. Mm. And this one is one of the Joker's uh, what appears to be returning to his to his home. Um, so it's sort of there was a return of one character um, and a return of the you know the the antagonist or one of the antagonists here. Uh, we find out that this is at, at you know a couple of pages in that this is not really this is not really real at this point that uh, it's just one of the jokers sitting around with a with a bunch of mannequins. Um, and then we sort of were introduced to Gordon. Um, and uh, we, we build sort of the investigation and the, and the chase and, and two, but how, what do you think about the issue two as a, as a whole and how they, they started off the story? I really like it. And it kind of, uh, it tries to um, take you down memory lane of death in the family and, and killing jokes, starting off with that scene with the Joker and his family. And uh, the boy kind of resembles the, uh, the stand-up comedian that's supposedly the Joker in the killing joke. And uh, so like, that's sort of a hint to sort of how the book ends, um, even with the wife and like sort of the mannequins are uh, sort of a callback to that book as well because of like the fun house and things. Um, I, I like, I like, this is my, well, I think the first issue is really good, but this one is the one where I was like, okay, this book may push itself to new levels, you know? Uh, this one, you kind of get the scope of the larger Batman universe, but then, um, you get some really twisted imagery when you start to find out that what that the Joker is looking to create the next Joker, you know, that's, that's his whole goal right here. And um, at one point I was like, Oh man, they're going to make Jason Todd the next Joker. And I loved that idea. Like I loved that possibility um, because I was like, I, I know that's kind of twisted, but at the same time I was like, that would be something cool to see them play with if you can sort of make, if you can push someone who's already so obsessed with like killing, mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing about like, they, they make a, they, they try to highlight that this Joker, that the older Joker, the, the criminal Joker 
has a war on crime himself. So he is like actively trying to kill criminals as well, like Jason Todd. So I was like, if this Joker's dying, Jason Todd's going to be the one that replaces him, you know, and becomes the next Joker. And I was like, that's where I want Batman to go is in that direction. And you can always retcon things, you know, later on the road, you can, you can be like, oh, he was possessed by a demon or like possessed by the Joker or something like that and then cure him down the road. But that would have been a cool thing to see if that was where the book was going. And it doesn't go there, of course. No, uh, that, that would have been, yeah, yeah, just thinking that through as you were talking about that, that would have been really interesting because you would have been able to set up a lot of conflict, you know, just thinking like Jason Todd's the Joker. Batman's trying to stop him and he's doing all these terrible things. And, you know, Batman's like, you know, punching him in the face to, to get him to stop. And he's, you know, he's, he's got to stop the Joker, but he's also like going to regret like every action he takes, like to, to, you know, inflict pain on the Joker to, to, to save the day, because as he's saving the day, he's also hurting, uh, you know, this, this, kid that he took on that was a robin for a while became the red hood like he would have had a lot of regret for all of the events that he set into motion to get him to this point exactly yeah so that would have been yeah that would have been really cool so and batman would have directly almost like created the joker in that instance like that's that's amazing yeah yeah that would have been cool and we know that like Alan Moore is a big fan and 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 Kevin Foggy is a big fan oh, yeah. of our podcast. So I'm sure Jace or uh, uh, Jeff Johns is kicking himself right now hearing hearing that going, oh yeah. man, I should have done that. We just gave that idea out for free. Yeah. You're welcome, DC. Yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit about how it starts. Um, uh, so I, 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 the middle of this is pretty much them still going to various locations. Um, Batman goes to, as he goes to Arkham to, is, is Joe Chill being held in Arkham? Yep, he is, yeah. or he was. Um, yeah. Yeah, because some, someone's kidnapped him, and that's part of the Joker's plot. Or is he, no, I think maybe he's at Blackgate Hospital because he's oh, sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, or no, wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing things. He, he goes no he goes to the cell and he's gone and then i guess he finds out that he's been moved to oh to the hospital because he's he's sick um red hood jason todd is going to uh i guess he he's really off on his own he's not uh, operating with the rest of the with the bat family after after shooting the joker but he's uh he's on the trail um of of you know the, the the jokers that are still um here um but he uh he gets captured and that lets us sort of have that um jason todd and joker moment um you know the joker holding the crowbar the thing that he used to to beat him before um what do you think about the middle of this book i really liked it that was my definitely my favorite part i even liked uh sort of the, the 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 fight between the um sort of all of the like almost like zombie joker zombies mm-hmm. you know w- with batgirl and batman um i like that the, the closest thing to a splash page is like the batmobile on that one page turn coming in and crashing into all of them that was really well done um and i like the trauma of of red hood going through that and and part of this is you know jeff johns i think is sort of a big thing on sort of putting hope back into the book. So it makes sense that he wouldn't make Jason Todd 
he wouldn't go that far to be that cruel to make Jason Todd the next Joker. But um, yeah, I, I like the, the, the second, like the, like I said before, the, the, the middle of the book is what gave me hope for this series as being something good and maybe pushing it to challenging places and starting conversations. But it kind of uh, sort of leaves us where we started at the end. Yeah. You know, so one thing, um, and we're going to touch on the end of this issue in, in a second, but one thing that I, I thought was, was off here and just a tiny bit of criticism um, is the way that uh, when, when Barbara and, and Bruce are, um, you know, going to their various locations and, you know, he's in the Batmobile, she's on her motorcycle and they're going. I, I did, Batman was sort of like mansplaining to to Barbara, like yeah. the reason why they couldn't turn Jason over because they were, would they would all be sort of revealed. Um, and Barbara's obviously smart enough that she doesn't need to be told these told these things. So like that was for a moment there, it's just like, come on, Bruce, she's she knows all of this stuff. She doesn't need you to to tell her that. But that's just that's just a minor criticism. I mean. If you think about it, we kind of got on um, Sean Gordon Murphy for his yes. depiction of Barbara, where she was just there to say, you know, they're at the they're at the the power plant, and then she would go the power plant and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. like this wasn't in the middle. This wasn't the best sort of depiction of. I guess more it's a depiction of Bruce, not Barbara. Uh, Bruce sort of going through. Um, and telling Barbara why they couldn't, you know, do certain things. But that's just sort of a way, I guess, for Johns to try to get the theme or tell us as the reader. It just could have ha yeah. been handled a little bit better. It could have, and it really slows, it really, it really, those two, three pages, like, screeched the plot to a halt in that moment. And that that's always the problem. And it's it's something a lot of writers do is, like, I get the whole like, you know, appeal of doing monologues, but it really slows everything down. And it's just a bunch of talking heads and they're not talking about anything that's important to move the plot along. They're just sort of almost recapping things. Um, yeah, like, uh, like here's one. It's like setting aside the information, this Joker, whether he was the original one or not, might have had Jason, might have had. Jason shot a human being who was tied to a chair. Like, it's like, I like that right there where it's like, do we really need to have ethical discussions right now? Like, you got to go catch the Joker. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, there, there's sort of, again, just to talk about that point where they're in the Batmobile and in the motorcycle. Faybach does this really cool thing where the, the window is going up. Yes, I like that. And then yeah. like, Barbara's having this, this, well, more Bruce is having the discussion, but the window goes up. And, you know, it's, it's, or the window's down and you see Bruce and then the window's like halfway up and you see part of Bruce, but then the window is all the way up and you see the reflection of Barbara. So it's sort of like, um, that was a good way of showing that like the two masked individuals, like were, you know, they're Bruce and Barbara, but they're also Bats and Batgirl. So like, that was a good way of, of doing it. But um, yeah. the, and I the, even I even like the dialogue how it's structured like it's really well I like how it sort of punctuates itself with Batman saying I wish I was hoping he was more like you mm -hmm. that really drives home the point well um, I think it just could have been cut down a little bit 
like some of the dialogue yeah yeah so the the sort of the end point of issue two is is that uh we know that one of the jokers has joe chill mm-hmm. and uh is, is holding him sort of against his will um and he has he has a video camera which is very uh that that last page of him holding that video camera is very much an homage to the the cover of the uh the killing joke where he's holding the the um the 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 sort of old school you know photo taking camera yes Um, so that that's how we end on two which is a good sort of um cliffhanger in a way to sort of you know this is act two this is everything should be sort of you know our heroes need to be in uh a state of you know just disarray and you know the all the odds are against them and now we know going into three what their objective is and what they need to you know stop slash save so what did you think about the way two ended i liked it uh i liked how it sort of set up again it was a hopeful thing where i was like oh man that would be crazy if joe chill became the next joker um that would be really interesting to see again conflict with batman that would have been really cool to have pushed him in that direction um but we'll get into what actually happens. Yep. So um, as we said, that's going to take us into three. Three, um, issue three, sort of we have uh, all of our characters back together, um, Barbara, Bruce, and Jason, um, and they're able to sort of argue, um, you know, it's a lot of Jason and and Bruce sort of yelling at each other, grappling with each other, and and Barbara is sort of there, sort of trying to to appeal to, to them to stop, which makes a lot of sense because they're sort of, um, well, Barbara is sort of a sort of is not sort of she is a capable sort of uh, hero here. Jason and Bruce are sort of Jason to more of an extent is the the aggressive one. Um, I guess if you kind of looked at it, it's like Jason is one extreme, Bruce is sort of in the middle, and then Barbara is sort of the the more analytical, you know, the more looking at things through the to the bigger picture. Yeah, she's the middle of the yeah, like you said, the middle of the road. Um, so the healthy medium of both of them. Um yeah, and I, actually, I don't mind this this drama right here between these two characters, uh, between the three characters. It's really well done, and uh, I, I like when they 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 uh, they do more flashback stuff and recreations of old scenes with the Joker from other comics, which is pretty great. Yeah, so you know we have they're 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 piecing together the mystery. Um, uh, Bruce goes to Joe Chill's cell and um he finds i guess he finds all the letters that joe chill never sent to him mm-hmm. um which was which was an interesting way um you know uh joe chill is sort of brought up here and there but um i don't know if this is really the first time we've seen joe chill sort of express regret for the the things that he did um but this was a way to sort of um make him more um of a rounded character not just sort of that evil force that shows up in crime alley and and you know for no reason shoots 
Thomas and, and Martha. Um, why did I say that name? Because her name was Martha. Her name was Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so, you know, we have that Bruce and Bruce talks to, um, I guess, the, the warden of, of Arkham at this point. And he yeah. explains he explains some stuff. It's a pretty slow opening to the third act. Um, like, I, I, I don't know if I like that. Like, I think it's sort of like, there's a lot of just standing around and talking at the beginning of this issue. Or yeah. sitting, someone standing and someone sitting and talking. And yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Yeah, you would think in the third act, the third issue, the final issue, um, the first half of it, maybe the first third of it wouldn't be taken up with, with that, that all that setup. Um, but eventually we get through that setup and we go to the theater. Yep. They sort of all split up. Um, I did like the, there was a point here where like Batman, I think he like signals to everybody, like what they're supposed to do. And they, yeah, there's a, there's a page where he sort of points Jason in one direction. He points Barbara in one direction and they all sort of split up. Um, I like that. Um, that was a good sort of, you know, we, we criticized for a little bit of telling, but this is, this was a uh, show, definitely a show. Don't tell, you know, it's just Bruce pointing in the direction he wants his, uh, his teammates to go into. Yeah. I like that part a lot. Um, and I like sort of I, I like how they they have the buildup of them walking into the theater. I really like that silent going into it. Um, that got me excited for sort of the, the final battle. Um, yeah. That, yeah. The pacing that, of this gets really quick with yeah. the, the 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 nine panels. Not not any dialogue. You know, we we, we were slowed down at the beginning. Then we sort of go fast. Um, to this to this final confrontation so the the pacing there is pretty cool it is very cool and even when we get into the final battle and it's um intercutting between uh barbara and jason fighting off the horde of jokers and uh batman confronting the joker criminal and joe chill i really like that how that that intercuts between uh and sort of establishes a geography and the stakes and uh sort of the ticking time bomb of it all yeah, so I don't want to go page by page, panel by panel through 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 the fight, but um, let's just sort of summarize it in that um, you know Batman is able to to save Joe Chill, right? Yeah, and they have a and, reconciliation moment. Yeah, which is which is interesting, and then I guess we go to the point where um, Batman is in the armored car with with the joker and well, the, sort of... the 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 comedian joker kills the criminal joker too correct that's the end that's the end of the battle yeah and then yeah then they're in the armored car so then we get a um we get sort of a uh you know batman and the joker um talking each other through um you know just sort of back and forth i think what's interesting here is before it goes the what we have in the armored car is is batman and the the comedian joker talking and they're sort of having this back and forth like you know you 
Batman, you can't be Batman without me. And, you know, the Joker couldn't be the Joker without Batman. They're sort of, they need each other, which is very much sort of the end of the killing joke where they're in the, where they're in, and instead of being in an armored car, they're, they're in an amusement park in a ride, right? Yeah. And that, Uh, and the killing joke ends with just sort of uh, an ambiguous ending where um, there's, there's laughter and you don't know what happened. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Grant Morrison's theory on the killing joke is that it's the final straw for, for Batman and he kills the Joker there on the ride and that's him laughing. Yeah. I've heard that theory. I've, yeah. And uh, that wasn't that, I don't think that's now after the end of the book, that is not, I guess, canonical that ending at all. Yeah. That um, would, that would blow that theory. Yeah. That yeah. theory out. So I think that that's some good, um, symmetry there that uh the way because i i feel like that's the end of the book and then these last couple of pages are just sort of an epilogue and an, ep- and an epilogue with uh a key moment at the end i feel like this is where uh it the batman and the joker story ends so it ends sort of the same way the killing joke ends um you know with laughter and we don't know like it's a close-up on batman's um i and there's laughter and you could read it as it's it it seems like at first glance it's the joker who's laughing but maybe if you looked at it and you thought about it it could be the bat it could be batman laughing he's just sort of got to this point where um you know he's he's won at this point and he's he's laughing at the joker yeah um so i'll let you how do you how do you what, what do you think about the ending there um it, it's sort of like a it's sort of well-tread territory and other things do it better. And we kind of talked about this when we talked about white Knight as well. Um, I like, I, I kind of get bored when writers are like, Oh, let's talk about the correlation and how Batman and Joker need each other and sort of are involved in the creation of each other and uh, are going to be the ones that kill each other and all that stuff. And um, it's, it's where it's very well-tread territory. Um, if you can't add anything new to it, it just is boring. So that's the great thing about White Knight is sort of adding the Jack Napier being like, and Joker being two personalities living in the same body. That was what was so interesting about this. Mm-hmm. So you could have this sort of like, hey, like I, I'm kind of like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde who can turn off and like sort of like is in like a constant struggle between good and evil. I don't necessarily have a choice, but like Batman, you do have a choice. Uh, that's what's sort of great and uh, i am complimenting the white knight books yes <laughs> and uh unashamedly i i do like those books and i think that sean murphy was if he could get his priorities straight could write it as good as jeff johns writes this book but i think jeff johns just decides to go for like a safe bet where it's like you know nerds get horny for this kind of stuff like they love when you talk about the correlation between joker and batman that's how it felt to me where it's like well we know that you know, we, we've talked about this before. Alan Moore has talked about this. Christopher Nolan's talked about this. Uh, the Lego Batman movie talks about it. You know, like it's 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 so well tread and it's like, give me something new. So I'll actually, I, and I think there are probably people who are getting mad about the epilogue, but I actually like, I like how the epilogue, I think that gives something new to the Batman universe, whether it's not just, it's not big enough really for this, event book but it's at least something 
you know, to add to the mythology and the canon, uh, which is good, but it, it just sort of is a, uh, yeah, such a lackluster ending to, uh, to an event book. Yeah, I mean, I understand. It's sort of the dilemma of Batman in that, um, you know, he will never kill the Joker. He'll just keep capturing him, yeah, putting him in Arkham that he's going to eventually break out of um, and, and inflict pain again. Like, you know, it, I, you talk about trying to do something different. Like, I wonder, like, what, why wouldn't Batman just capture the Joker and just, like, put him in the Batcave where he could constantly, yeah. like, keep an eye on him and not turn him over to the obviously not competent staff at Arkham that, you know, he's broken out of 42 times or however many times. So yeah, that, I mean, we, we've given DC a lot of story ideas here. So. And I, I recently reread, um, I've been slowly going back and reading through Scott Snyder's Batman run. And he touched on like, you can stick within the formula of Joker and Batman. Like we're not asking you to break that, you know, villain foe, you know a relationship that they have uh but like you know in um end game which is the one i just read of of snyder and capullo what's great about that one is is that it does add this sort of mystery as to whether or not joker has been around for like hundreds of years mm-hmm. and it's sort of just like reincarnated using the uh lazarus pit and things like that like that was cool and then that one sort of ends with like both batman and joker being trapped at the bottom of the bat cave and Scott Snyder played with like Joker rising out of like from underneath the Batcave and Dark Knight's metal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And like, that's sort of like, but that's still playing in the formula of him being the arch nemesis. You don't have to change that. You could just do something like, you know, new and cool within that formula. Um, whereas I feel like this one is just sort of like status quo Joker Batman, like, uh, like I kind of am like, all right, well, we could have more stories with the three Jokers, right? But no, like they kill the other two Jokers by the end. So we're back to one Joker. Like, what was the point? Like we don't, yeah, we didn't get anything out of it other than there were three Jokers for three issues and now just one. Yeah. Um, so I have, I want to, I want to tie up the the epilogue and then you brought up something that I want to discuss the how they this ended and how doomsday clock ended so the epilogue um just real briefly and you know we we, we've given spoilers away uh bruce sort of makes amends with with joe chill who who passes away um i wouldn't be surprised if some sicko in the the dc universe somehow finds a way to bring joe chill back you know you mentioned lazarus pit i mean it wouldn't be beyond somebody to to dig up his bones throw him in a in a lazarus pit just to just to mess with bruce again so i don't think this is the last time even though it looks like joe chill's like in his 90s we'll probably eventually see him again as as well um it looks like um you know in 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 here we have bruce and alfred sort of talking things through um jason is sort of he tries to make amends with with barbara um but the the tragedy is that she's never going to get that letter um so that tension between them will will, will stay yeah that was a cool moment i thought again a lot of show don't tell which is great during that spot yeah um and then i guess the 
I, the last page is, this is the biggest thing is, is that um, Bruce goes to the house, which is the, the wife and the child of the Joker, which we saw in the killing joke, which yeah. is really the reason that this makes the killing joke in continuity, because there was a little bit of uh, Barbara with her back broken becoming Oracle, which never really fully embraced um, that that came from the killing joke, just kind of inferred that that was the injury that she had suffered. But this fully makes the killing joke in Batman continuity now, because that family from the killing joke, Bruce is sitting there and he's, he's looking at them. So um, let's talk about how it ends. And, um, and then we'll talk about uh, doomsday clock and, and this with it, with it ending. So what would you think about the fact that that's the big reveal at the end? Um, it's sort of like, I think it was sort of an eye roll again, after reading doomsday clock, it's like, yeah, of course you did Jeff Johnson, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't mind it. Like, again, it's sort of like, it doesn't make the killing joke less brilliant, you know, but the, one of the brilliant things about the killing joke is, and it's again, people take the wrong lessons from the killing joke where it's like, it's, it's a good story before it is like a deconstruction of Batman and the Joker. Like it's so well-written so well drawn it keeps your attention it keeps you engaged throughout the whole time and um and then people sort of took the wrong lessons from that meaning that like every therefore every time batman and joker fight each other it has to be this deconstructive narrative even though alan moore was just being alan moore and um but one of the great things about the end of the killing joke is is that like again to play in the joker character is is that he tells us uh, like he has this flashback of being a comedian and his wife and child dying and what you find in this book they faked their deaths so that they could be safe from him the joker mm -hmm. uh but in the in the killing joke he says at the end something to to batman or james gordon that he's like that's one way i remember it and he's like if i have a backstory i prefer it to be multiple choice you know so there's no at the end like that's sort of the joke is that you kind of start to build sympathy for this character and then he's like uh maybe it wasn't real that kind of thing like that's uh that's sort of the brilliance of it mm -hmm. but jeff johns is like oh no it's all canon now that kind of thing and uh which again it doesn't bother me too much i think mainly just because again uh i don't really hold the killing joke that sacred outside of like just it being it's still good even if it's folded into continuity mm -hmm. um and so and i'm excited then like to see what are people going to do with, you know, if, if anyone does anything with it, which who knows, um, I'm excited to see what people would do with them being Canon, the, the, the wife and the child, like the son, there's a son of the Joker out there. Um, if there's a follow-up to this book, is it going to center around him? And uh, that would be cool to see because then you could do some correlations between Joker and his son's relationship and Batman and Jason Todd and sort of like, you know, you could do some cool juxtaposition there between relationships and uh, tell an interesting story. Yeah. Um, I, I like the way you broke that down. And I think early on, I expressed sort of my disappointment with, with us, the reader, not getting the, the Joker's real name. Um, so I, I covered that earlier. Um, but let's, let's talk about the fact that um, John's is sort of 
taking Alan Moore's two biggest things and he's bringing <laughs> them into the the DC universe proper. And I, I, I guess really like one of the criticisms I have here, and it's understandable because it's superhero comics and this is what people do a lot of times is they, yeah. they mess with the pieces and then they put them back together the, the, the way that they were. And that's right. exactly what we got in Doomsday Clock and we got here. Like Doomsday Clock, John's messed with everything. He brought he brought the the Watchmen universe into DC, and then he sort of put everything back together the way it was. Um, and then he sort of did that again here with um, three Jokers and the Killing Joke. So he's 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 folding these Alan Moore properties that have been out of continuity into continuity, and he's messing with all the pieces. And then he's putting them all back together at the end, which is, again, it's a mild criticism because it's it's superhero comics. It's kind of, well, no, actually, I take that back because a lot of times, like, if a book gets handed over to somebody, like, I think of, like, you know, Bendis with, like, Daredevil, like, he, like, just did all of this stuff and just threw it every way. And then he just turned it over to the next writer who had to put everything back together. So John's is sort of like taking it apart and then putting it back together and handing it over to the next writer. So what do you, what do you think about the way John's handled Doomsday Clock and Three Jokers slash Killing Joke here? I think uh, this was handled better than Killing Joke, than, than Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Because I think Doomsday Clock took too long to set up what it was trying to do throughout the book. And and part of it also is me not being in on the greater continuity under Johns because he was making a lot of references to Legion of Superheroes, uh, Justice League of America, you know, a lot of things there that had been out of continuity because of the new 52 and me being a semi new comics, like current comics reader was not keyed into that information at all. So it didn't mean anything to me that star girl was disappearing or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, or that, uh, uh, what's his name? The old Green Lantern was disappearing too, or his lantern was falling away and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it took too long to integrate things like that into the story. Whereas I feel Three Jokers from the start was drawing parallels, constantly trying to make you sort of draw, uh, not parallels, but like draw comparisons to um the killing joke and um you know death in the family so that when we got to the end you weren't sort of taken aback by this twist mm -hmm. it was all about uh they they did a good job of setting it up as it was going like okay this is what's happening this is where we're going to end so i i think this book was better than doomsday clock in that way but then also him him retconning himself as he goes is hilarious. Like, uh, like he was like, at, at first I thought this was a good idea, but then I got afraid that people would get <laughs> mad. And then I decided to correct myself mid course. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd let the Joker, you know, we'd, we'd tell people what the Joker's name was, but then I realized people might get mad about that. So I thought I'd correct it as we went along. And, um, uh, like, uh, Watchmen, it's like, oh, we're, none of the actual Watchmen are going to be around after the end of this book. We're going to kill Manhattan and the comedian and, you know, not bring back any of the originals. And yeah, so uh, 
I'll be interested to see when he folds free for vendetta into the, into the DC universe, what that's going to be like. Um, <laughs> if it ever happens. <laughs> All right. So that, that ties, that ties into a question I was going to ask here towards the end, you know, so these are two Alan Moore properties that have been folded into DC continuity. So to me, it seems like if they were going to do something else like this, I'm worried that Dark Knight is going to get folded into mm. regular continuity. Like the, the the female Robin is just going to show up somehow and they're yeah. going to be like, who are you? And she's going to be like, I came from your future and mm. this I have to like lead you in the, the correct path or this. So like that's my next wonder is, is that if they're going to try to figure out a way to fold in some of those Dark Knight um characters because that's really the the next sort of out of out of continuity sort of elseworld story that is sort of like the evergreen property like killing joke watchman is you know dark knight um so uh i'm just wondering about that um but also like let's let's talk about rebirth so we had rebirth and it seems like the three big things from rebirth or a couple of the big things from rebirth was three jokers which we, we, we've covered here. But the one thing that we've touched on a little bit, and I guess maybe we touched on it a little bit in uh, Doomsday Clock was the button. Do you think the button is ever going to show back up again? I think they're doing things with that in Dark Knight's, uh, is it heavy metal? Oh, that, okay. That the series are going on right now. I've been seeing images of people holding the button in that series. Okay. Um, I haven't read it though. So I think there's something currently going on with the button. Um, I hope they let Tom King do something again with it though, you know, because out of all the people, I haven't, again, I haven't read heavy metal though, because Snyder has been integrating Watchmen stuff in that series, mm -hmm. but the best, as far as like, you get, you know, how to fold Watchmen into this is, um, was the button miniseries like Josh Williamson and, and Tom King did a phenomenal job on that. And that was, uh, that was like, you know, Jason Fabok and the Batman issues, like doing a really, like really stellar job of not being married to like the Dave Gibbons style, but working with Tom King to create something cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, like th that was probably the best as far as like Watchmen folding into the continuity. And it, it raised good questions, but also sort of like, you know, answered others and, uh, then Jeff Johns forgot about all of that when he came to Doomsday Clock. Like <laughs> we completely forgot about Reverse Flash being killed by Doctor Manhattan and all that stuff. Um, and then um, I read this past summer. I read uh, the Oz Effect by Dan Jurgens in the Action Comics, and that was all tied to uh, Doctor Manhattan as well like him messing with continuity mm -hmm. and that's been completely forgotten about. And that was never addressed in doomsday clock. Uh, so either that means it's never going to be brought up again, or maybe Jeff Johns is sort of letting those respective writers do their thing with how Watchmen's being folded into continuity. Yeah. So part of me wonders how much of this is affected by delays Mm. doomsday clock then you have uh the dio with his 5g plan um and then him leaving and that sort of all being scrapped like I'm, i feel like 
we got the rebirth one shot like close to three four years ago and now we're finally getting the the three jokers here um you know doomsday clock there was numerous delays we were getting issues like every other month so um I feel like the delays really affected this because there was so much excitement about yeah the button, the three jokers um, with with that rebirth uh, one shot. So um, it seems like a lot of this is sort of you know inside baseball, the the delays of comics, the, you know the 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 DC sort of structure of management sort of being changed. Um, uh, so there's there's a lot of effects there, but. Um, I mean, overall, I guess to sort of wrap it up, uh, it's a Batman story. It's it's a good Batman story. It's it's difficult to 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 deal with these things and and to um, give us a complete story um, that really changes things up. But uh, I would say overall, I enjoyed it. I was a little disappointed with with how it ends. But but what are your sort of final thoughts as we wrap up here? I just echo what you said at the beginning. I think it's kind of like comfort food Batman story. Like I could see myself coming back to this book and reading it just as something light to read, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, like the force awakens, like versus the last Jedi or something like that, where it's like force awakens is like, Oh, this is like familiar star Wars. It's fun, easy to swallow and stuff like that. Like this is that, that this is the force awakens of Batman comics, basically. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, we saw yeah. a lot of similar themes that we've always seen in, in Batman. Um, so awesome. Well, um, that was that was a I really enjoyed that uh, that re that recap. Um, uh, you know, I've been this was you know we talk about a lot of times that like um, you could read a comic and sort of be done with it but I always enjoy the comic that I read. And then like two, three days later, I'm still sort of like processing it yeah. um, in my, in my head. So I will give that, I'll give that a, uh, I'll give this series that, that like, it wasn't something that I read and just sort of pushed to the, to the red pile. It was something that I read. And then like for two or three days um, afterwards, um, and certainly as the series came to completion, it was something that I still sort of had to process and, and think about. So I'll give it, I'll give it, uh, you know, that, uh, that accolade that uh, it wasn't sort of disposable. You read it and, you, and you're done with it. It certainly makes you think and it makes you think about other stories and how they tie in. So um, I, I'll give it that. Yeah, I'll give it that too. Awesome. Well, um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could get, please give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on social media. Twitter is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. Um, thanks for listening. Be safe, be nice, make some comics or fold somebody else's comics into your own continuity. And we'll be <laughs> back with a, another episode very soon.